Welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. It's me, Josh, and I'm here with Pastor Dave. Come on, team. Hello, mate. Yes, How are I've you? I've got a new welcome for this podcast. No oi oi's this week. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you might. Mate, I'm doing great. We, you might have noticed, we, we noticed this when we were listening to uh, a recording the other week that Dave often would say, oi oi. Yeah. Oi oi. And he didn't realize that that was his catchphrase, but it but it is. So he, he, tried, to, he tried to rein it in, but then we've done it anyway. Uh, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't help ourselves. Uh, Dave, I actually just want to share this story from someone who's listening to the podcast. This is Emma from Cheltenham. And it says, thank you so much for these podcasts. I'm currently decorating and I'm listening to them. And I love the wisdom and advice you and your guests have on the topics that you share. I even chat to my hubby, who's not a believer, as you keep it so real and everyday life. By the way, me and the hubby had a big discussion on the Biscuit Duncan conversation and we, <laughs> and we both agree that we are Team Pastor Dave. Yes! Shocking. Come on, people. I love it. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> so, this, is, this made my day. <laughs> uh, when I first read that, I thought that she was saying I'm team Pastor Dave because I said team, uh, I said Pastor David the other week. I thought she was saying, oh, I'm team, I prefer Pastor Dave rather than David. <laughs> um, but then I realized she's talking about biscuits. Um, yes, okay. Come on. So, Dave, how are you? Mate, fantastic. Absolutely uh, loving life here. We're coming towards the end. Josh, you know this. We're coming towards the end of the summer holiday. It's been 10 weeks. Kids are ready to go back to school. We are ready for them to go back to school, but we're just thankful. We've had an amazing summer. It's been brilliant. I'm just ready to run into the next season. America, we're doing good. How about you, mate? Long, it's a long summer break here in the USA, isn't it? It really is. Oh, yeah. Mate, yeah. doing really well here. Very excited about all that God's doing here in Raleigh. We're gearing up for some big things uh, to, to for this fall where we've been working on our building for the last 12 months doing construction. It's been such a longer process than I ever thought it was going to be. <laughs> and we're, we're almost ready to open the building to the public. And it's been, we've Come been on. operating as a church the whole time, but we are now publicizing it in a really big way. Hey, there's a church here in this community. Exciting. We'd love to invite you. So we're doing that September 24th and we are getting, a lot of preparations underway. We're so excited about what God's going to do this this autumn. It's going to be great. Mate, it is so exciting. And church, I just want to shout out um, to just ask us to be praying for Raleigh yeah. in this season. Um, because, you know, there's obviously lots going on in lots of our locations, but there's just such a sense of excitement, anticipation. Um, you guys are just prime ready. And like God is leading us, isn't he? Um, and leading you guys. So, you know, even if you're listening to the podcast, pause it right now. Take some time. Pray for Raleigh. Pray for September 24th. Pray for the, you know, people that we're reaching Amen. out to. Pray for massive impact through um, you know, the promotion and the outreach that we're doing, because um, we really know that not only we're excited about what God's going to do in Raleigh, but we're excited because we know when God moves in one location, it echoes in another. So guys around the world, let's be praying for uh, Team Raleigh now over these next few weeks. But mate, very excited uh, for it with you as well. Thank you. appreciate it. Okay, uh, Dave, one of the things I wanted us to talk about today, and we had a great conversation uh with pastor g all about where do we seek counsel and gaining wisdom when we're making big decisions but i wanted to talk to us today uh talk to everyone today about this whole theme of 
faith versus wisdom or faith and wisdom and where where's the balance of that so there are moments in life and i was thinking about you and me where we've taken these big moves and international moves where we've had to leave behind old lives leave leave uh our homes leave family come and pursue what god's calling us to do in another country and there's this big thing of faith wisdom i want to just talk about that have a discussion with you what yeah what for you is some of the kind of guiding principles of how to balance faith and wisdom yeah no it's it's um it's super helpful i think josh you know as we're journeying through proverbs at the moment as a, as a church you know you read a lot about wisdom but proverbs talks a lot about folly doesn't it and you know yeah. it's not just about gaining wisdom but it's also about avoiding folly and i think sometimes um, you know, when we know that God is calling us to and, and, and stirring us and making us, you know, take steps of faith, we've just got to know the difference between that. I think the first guiding principle for me is learning as much as I can from those who've gone before me. So, um, you know, obviously we, we took this step last year, end of 2022. Um, and, you know, the privilege we had is that you guys had already gone before us you know, um, in coming to America. Um, there's lots of other people within our movement that have moved internationally. Um, and, you know, we made sure that in the run-up, you know, as we're kind of like almost stepping out in faith, wisdom looked like learning from those who've gone before us. And basically, you know, I remember coming to you and saying, hey, Josh, can we have a video call? Tell me everything you would not do again. Tell me everything that, you know, you would do. And it was interesting because I came off those calls with, I, I still have the note on my, my phone, you know, just with a bunch of, you know, the things that you, you talk through and, you know, and Sal's like, so, so how are we going to do this? And I was like, well, we're just going to do this because we're learning from, and I think, um, I think balancing faith and wisdom, you know, we still in that time had to take massive faith steps that in perhaps the world's eyes were, were foolish and were risky and were, um, were, you know, didn't have a guarantee. And, and, you know, some of the circumstances around our move, there was a lot of unknowns, you know, re- like a lot of unknowns like there are in any of these things. But learning from somebody that had gone before me meant that I was able to glean as much wisdom in that faith step. And there right. were things that, you know, if, you, if you're if you saying to me, hey, we did this and we just wouldn't do that again, for me, it would be foolishness to then go and do that very thing, right? So that's, you know, and I could call it faith, but it's like if I've got somebody I trust, somebody who, um, you know, uh, I look up to, somebody that's gone before me and they're, they're giving me some wisdom, then it was probably foolishness, not faith, to do the opposite of what they're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Erwin um, McManus said, um, the definition of stupidity, <laughs> I love this, the defini- definition of stupidity is saying that you have to learn the lesson yourself that somebody else has learned. In other words, if you come to me and say, Hey Dave, we did we stepped out like this and we it really didn't work out for us. And I'm going, well, do you know what? I feel like I need to learn that for myself. He was like, there is actually a real element of stupidity around that. So my first guiding principle when I'm balancing faith and wisdom really is if good, there's Dave. someone that's gone before me, I want to learn as much as I can and you know and and emulate because the amazing thing for Saz and I, we were able to build on your shoulders. Like that it was undoubtedly easier for us because you'd gone before us. 
Right. But faith and wisdom looks like engaging in that. So I think that's my first guiding principle. I've got some other thoughts, but that's yeah, the first one I'm thinking. Sure. I think that one of the one of the things that, that I think about, Dave, is the fact that when we were moving to the States, making this big move, it was going to be a big financial stretch for us. And in that situation, you could say, I'm going, wisdom is saving and having enough of everything that you need to be able to go and do what God's calling you to do. And the truth is that we did some sponsorship and some fundraising, but we didn't have everything that we needed. And we went into moving to the US in 2019 without the confidence of the provision was going to be there. And yet we, it was the day, it was the day before we moved and we, we flew out to the States that we had a a really significant sponsor say, Hey, I want to be doing this and I'm going to be partnering with you in this. And it was like, wow, talk about like, you know, a last minute (laughs) breakthrough. It was, beyond what we could have expected but we had to move forwards in faith but you could have classed it as wisdom to say well let's wait for those things first and then see i think that there is something around you don't often have everything in place how how do you quantify what's wisdom so hey be assured be know that you can pay the bills etc and what's what's actually something that god's calling you to trust him in yeah yeah i mean it's a really challenging question because there's so many different factors depending on like the different situations isn't there um and i think like a couple of thoughts i guess of of what i've considered and and i think obviously we're talking from our own personal experiences josh you know we've we've taken those steps we've we've also led people and had responsibility for people in some of these times and situations um and you know i think a couple couple of things that i guess run through my mind is um i think it's all well and good to take a faith step but there also has to be some level of attainability within that like let's say that you know Saz and i were moving over here we were going to rent a house that was five times the expense Mm. of what we had come in what we might maybe think we could have there's almost you take a face step in a realm in a space in a sphere of capacity so i i think you know for us we were you know we were like 65 70 percent of the way there and we really genuinely didn't know how the next the last 35 30 percent was going to come in and realistically that 30 that 35 percent if it didn't come in was going to cause some big issues, but it wasn't like we were completely and utterly shooting in the absolute dark. Um, And I think there's a, there's a balance with that. I think, you know, I've counseled people at times where, you know, they've come and they said, right, we're going to step out. And I'm like, this is, this is so far beyond you. And of course Mm. it's not beyond God, but it's so far beyond you. So I think gaining counsel and, and just thinking about what is the gap we're talking about here and what's the impact and how long, would it would it take before this becomes a real issue and a major life impacting issue for our marriage for our children for for my myself in doing that um and you weigh up the balance i i try and weigh up the balance between those two things interestingly for me josh my disposition 
is I am more of a planner and I am like, I want to have it in place for the next kind of 12 months. A bit like I shared on the last podcast, the way that God got us here fundamentally took that out of my hands. I couldn't have any of that. And it was interesting that actually the most wise thing to do in that moment was take a unwise step of faith because it was the, the conviction. I think you've spoken before Josh about, you know, a massive thing in this is, is got to come conviction and agreement, you know, conviction and agreement. So the fact that, you know, you and Rose, G and H, other leaders around us, we were all in agreement around this faith step. There's something of confidence we can take. That's in good. That. Yeah. There's something of agreement. Agreed. If you've got lead, if you've got like a significant faith step you're taking, be it financial, be it something else, um, and and I don't know, maybe there's a big gap in that and there's potential, you know, you know, in six months time, if, if, if something doesn't change, it's going to cause major challenges. You've got to get agreement from your leaders and there has to be submission in that. And you actually yeah. have to take the step of faith together. And at the end of the day, we took that step of faith. The faith, it wasn't on you and Rose or GNH or other people to sort that out. But the agreement and the conviction was absolutely key. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I think that there's something around, even like we were having this conversation with Pastor G just this week, where it was around seeking counsel. And I think that once we have sought counsel from godly authority in our lives, we can walk that line of faith and wisdom with more confidence because God is always going to call us to steps of faith, which means you can't have total security because if you're relying on someone else then it, in its nature, God wants us to trust him with things. So sometimes he will even delay things or not give us what we need 100. so that we learn to trust him because we want to rely on ourselves. And when we have everything provided, and I was just, I was just speaking some counseling to someone uh, this past week, when we get, oh, everything's lined up and I've got everything I need and I've got the house that I want, what we do is we, we don't actually come to God But when there is need, we come to him, we ask him, and God wants us to trust him with everything. That's why he says to us, ask me for daily bread, because he wants us to rely on him for the smallest of things. Again, we spoke about this just recently. But if we can trust him with those small things, we'll trust him with everything. And we get into the habit of doing that. It builds the character of faith within us. So it's not, it's not, uh, wisdom to have everything all sorted before we take any steps. No, yep. we do need to embrace faith, but we can do that with more confidence after we've sought some counsel. Yeah, definitely. After you sought some counsel, and and I think you know, there's, there's so many crossovers with conversation you had with G recently. Our last conversation. I think the other thing is, and once we've done what we we are meant to bring to the party, you you brilliantly spoke into the whole thing around. When do I trust God for the finances and when do I work? And you mentioned that scripture around, you know, Jesus, you know, providing, uh, you know, through the fish's mouth, but they had to go fishing. And, you know, I think sometimes I, I think it's rarely faith when it doesn't include us doing something as well. <laughs> and and there's, right. a, there's a line between it's really good. control. There's a line between becoming the, the answer yourself. But actually, if you if you again read through some of the themes of Proverbs, there's a massive theme in Proverbs of don't be lazy. You know, you've got this kind of like the father to the son constantly speaking, seek wisdom, don't be foolish, step out in faith, be bold. There's a huge thing about don't be lazy, do your part, you know. And I think one of the things, Josh, is 
faith and wisdom also combine in the preparation period. So if we if we're not living our lives today for the chance that God may call us to take a faith step in whatever tomorrow is, then um, we probably set ourselves up either for a greater faith step, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but we we create we create a bigger gap. So one of the things for Saz and I. We came back from Freedom Cardiff when we planted that in 2013, joined the, you know, the DLT and, and, and been in Hereford for that season. And honestly, it was about nine, 10 years that we've been in Hereford. And pretty much the whole time, we always felt like there was this nagging thing of we're going to go again and we're going to go again. Right. And we were trying to build life where we were. We had the privilege of, you know, buying, you know, homes and, and different things like that. But we always filtered our choices in the now in such a way that would release us in tomorrow. So, you know, we, every financial decision, every job decision, family decision was always filtered by two questions. Is this right in the here and now? And what does this do to our capacity to, to live a completely different reality somewhere down the line in the future? And for me, I felt like that was faith and wisdom. And actually right. that led us to some of the greatest faith steps we'd taken you know, in say a financial sense, for example, that weren't necessarily about moving country at the time, but set us up for that move. And so um, sometimes we can almost wait for the big faith step. Actually, you can prepare for the faith step. It's always going to be big, but you can sow in this season. You can, you can prepare your hearts. Even, you know, for us, we have a lot of, um, you know, we have a lot of family that don't know Jesus. And, you know, this sense of, we're going to go one day. We knew it would be impactful. So we would prepare for that in conversations. Um, when we told, yeah. you know, our parents, my mom and dad were like, yeah, we knew. You've been talking about this for eight years, you know. Now there's a way to do that. But there's sometimes the faith steps we take, they're not, uh, the biggest faith steps might be some of our relationships. Some of the, if I step out and do this, what will they think? Well, how about you start seasoning those conversations? How about you start sharing? How about you start breaking right. the ground? Um, and I think I wonder whether some some of the answer to faith versus wisdom is how do you combine faith and wisdom so they're not fighting against each other as much. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's, you know, it's there's something of maturing. There's something of boldness in all of it as well. Yeah. You know, one of the things that comes to mind, Dave, which I think is going to be relevant to a lot of people listening to this, is that there's going to be lots of people that are not satisfied with their jobs. Right. Been lots of people working. Maybe you're at work right now, listening to Josh and Dave on the podcast, and you're thinking, "This is the this is what I needed to hear. I need to take the faith step Come to on, leave people. my job." And um, and I I've been there so um many times actually in conversations where people have said to me, "Yeah, I've handed my notice in. I've handed my, my uh, I'm I'm moving on." I'm like, "Have you got a plan of what of of what you're going to do?" No, I just want to take a faith step. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Yes. I was like, did did you talk this through with anyone? Did you get any any advice or uh, seek any any counsel on this? No, I just I thought you know this is what God's saying, and I need to take a faith step. And um, so you might be hearing this and thinking, oh, I, I, this is just what I needed to hear. <laughs> uh, I need to leave my job. And I would say, from my experience of of pastoring for a number of years is that the wiser decision in a lot of these situations 
is to have something lined up for what's next rather than letting go of where you are. I think that as I've, (laughs) I've seen this, I've seen, I've honestly seen people do it very irresponsibly Mm -hmm. where it's like then they can't pay their rent. Then people are helping step in with paying their bills because they took a faith step and they just decided to leave their job where actually maybe it was less about a faith step and more about the fact that you wanted something different. You were bored of where you were at. You didn't want to have the consistency and the discipline to keep pushing through on something. So you took it and labeled it as a faith step and took the opportunity to step out, hoping then that God would come and clean up the mess. And he didn't. And it means that, you know, it's like other, other people have got to step in and help you in some way. So I would say that that is one of the lessons for me. I think that there are rare occasions where it's like, right, God is calling you to, first of all, step out so that then you can step into Mm -hmm. something. But for the most part, I think that you need to, first of all, make sure you know what you're doing and finding something to go to before taking that May, that step. May I I'm smiling and nodding here because I may it's just it you're spot on and there is just buckets of wisdom in that. And I've and I've seen the same. I've seen the same. And even maybe, you know, in, in times gone by I've been been guilty of the same as well. Um but but I think in the generation we live in, we we just live in such a grass is greener world, like social media. It's like, oh, it's gotta be easier. Like, you know, if if we are living our lives looking at Instagram and thinking we can sort of all the, you know, holiday influences living with me, you know, it's just, it sells like a lack of reality. So, man, I think you're spot on. And one of the things, one of the bits of advice I would share in that, if you are at a point where you're like, I, I want to, I feel like I need to take a face step, I'm, I feel stuck, da, da, da. First thing I would say is look at your track record. You know, do you have a track record of when it gets tough, you throw the towel in? Maybe the faith step you need is not for something different, but is for the grit and the determination to push through. You know, Mm -hmm. God will deliver us through processes that mature us just as much as he delivers us in the click of a fingers. And, you know, we often look at the the life of Joseph and we, we sort of, we talk about he was promoted from the prison to the palace. Whoa, Lord, take me from my prison to the palace. But actually you look at the the work that God was doing in Joseph in the prison, Mm, in the pit, in Potiphar's house and all we want is the prison to palace promotion but actually he was not ready to take on the palace until God had taken him through these things and yet he has a faithfulness all the way through and so I would say look at your track record maybe the faith step you need right now is for grit for determination that doesn't mean that you need to stay in that place forever but maybe another six months and perhaps you're going to come out of that a tougher stronger more mature individual that then has the character to take on what God's next. Second thing is, um, have a look. What are you responsible for, and who are you responsible for? Right. If you are right. a, if you're a husband, a wife, if you're a roommate, if you're a parent, who else? A roommate's a good one. Yeah, because we often we we share yeah. we share responsibilities, we share rent, we share utilities, and those kind of things. But we live as individuals. And we almost, yeah, that's good, Dave. We kind of can think, oh, yeah, well, they're doing their thing. No, if you went into a contract with someone, you went into a contract with somebody. You you got to pay your bills. Honor your word. You got to honor yeah. your word. 
Um, and you've got to think, if I take this faith step, or no, not even faith step, if I, t- if I make this change, who else is it going to impact? Who else is going to impact? Um, and again, I, I hope you hear Josh and I, the last thing we're saying is, you know, make sure you ask all the questions and make sure you're not going to impact. You know, sometimes faith steps will impact other people's lives, but you've got to assess whether it's a faith step that God is calling because God will have the measure of grace in those moments. Yeah. Or is it just and again, you? And, and again, seek wisdom from, yeah. from authority, godly authority in your life. Don't just make like these big, because I think that there is something about sometimes we really believe, oh, I've heard from God, but actually even with, uh, in this, in scripture, it says we need to test what we great, hear Josh. and make and, and give it some validation through being able to almost put it on a plate and saying, okay, this is what I feel God's been saying. Would you help me navigate that? Do you agree? Like, does this con- does this confirm um, in scripture? And I think that there is something for all of us around making sure we have those checks so that we can then make, if we're going to make faith moves, do it with more confidence rather than doing it on a whim and then finding that it's caused a load of trouble, not just for us, but for other people in our lives. May 100%. And I think, you know, for me, I tr- we try to practice this with you guys, with G&H, and it's such a blessing when people practice this with us as leaders, is bring a discussion, not a decision. If you've already, if you've already chosen, if the w- wheels are already in motion, you just come in to inform. And it's just so unhelpful because you set yourself up for conflict with your leaders. Because if your leaders have got you know, anything about them, they're going to they're gonna ask you about it because they're going to see it and they're going to care about it. But you've set up a moment of conflict rather than a yeah. moment of working together. There's a scripture that I love in this, Josh. Um, it's Proverbs 16, 1, 2, and 3. And um, I remember kind of we were seeking counsel on next steps and I was reading through Proverbs and this just illuminated. It says this, to human beings, this verse 1, to human beings belong the plans of the heart. Just like pausing there, there's something about dreaming. There's something about planning. There's something about, um, you know, almost shaping and cultivating our future that that god is saying yeah there's something that that belongs to your heart animals don't get to do that we do like where does the giraffe say do you know what i've just got vision for my new you know doesn't say that but we do but then it goes on this but from the lord comes the proper answer of the tongue so there's this co-laboring of he's blessed us as humanity with the ability to dream and to plan and to imagine and to want but the proper answer comes from him. And then the se- second verse touches on what we're talking about here. All a person's ways seem pure to them. Yeah, that's right. But motives are weighed by the Lord. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I've heard from God. It's really good. I know this is the right thing. This is, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to, this is, it connects with my prophecy. I had a prophetic word about this. And here's just a word of warning. Never weigh a prophetic word over the word of God especially in a moment of change. That's great, Dave. If you want to find permission in prophecy, you can find it in any season you want to. But the word of God brings counsel. Final bit, it says, commit your ways to the, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. We love to quote verse three, but we actually need a journey, verse one and verse two, in order to get to verse three. I love that. I love that, Dave. Yeah, it's really good. And I was just thinking about as well about how we did, we covered in our church, we covered the Burn the Plow series earlier in the year. And I think that it can put some fire in the veins of like, let's go. 
burn it. Let's leave. Let's take it behind. But you've got to remember when you're thinking of burning the plow is that Elisha receives the mantle, the call. So key, Josh. Before he burns it. So, so key. That That's happened Great first. Wisdom. And then he burns the plow. Then he gets rid of plan B. But first of all, but before that, he's diligently serving and working hard in the field. And I think that sometimes we want to burn and then we're like, where's the mantle? What is it then? (laughs) What have you got for me, God? But actually, the mantle came first and then he burnt. It's like God speaks and then you move on to what's next. So that's one of the things for me, again, that our people, we've got amazing people who are like, want to take big faith steps. But first of all, make those, uh, make sure like that, that God has spoken, that you have a, a mantle, a mandate of what God's calling you to before you start setting fire to things. Oh, dude, that, I mean, that's why I'm clapping my hand. That's just brilliant, brilliant. And one of the things that just comes to mind when you're saying that is he received it from someone else. Right. You know, he didn't go and like, do you know what I fancy today? I'm I'm going to go get the cloak of the light. You know, it's like he receives it from yeah. somebody else. Even it comes at a time he's not expecting it, doesn't want it, isn't yeah. looking for it. Right. It's an inconvenience, but he receives it from somebody else. And I, I just, I mm. think it's so, so, so key. We can't force the hand of God. We respond to the hand of God. And um, I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing, Josh. And honestly, um, just I guess to kind of deepen that, I've seen too many people self-anoint and self-appoint. Right. And wow. and I can I can understand at times the the sense of tension we feel, the urgency we can have. We've got to go. We've got to go. And you know, and my lead is saying not now, but but when we break out of that God ordained process and flow i have very very rarely seen that end up being fruitful um i'm not saying that there's you know exclusively always but but very 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 rarely um the anointing's not ours to go and propose over ourselves you know it's interesting we recently been connected to something whereby you know, one of the biggest questions is, and who backs you for this? Who like, who, you know, it's like, there's almost like that accountability of who, who's right. in agreement, who's sent you, who's, who's there. And I just, it's just huge, man. It's absolutely huge. I love it. Come so on. good. Well, well, just a final thought from me on this and, and then we'll finish is that I think that sometimes we can pitch the two against each other, yeah. faith and wisdom. And actually the truth of how you walk this out is that it's both great it's faith and wisdom coupled together that if you have wisdom but you're not employing faith you're missing something and if you're making these grand faith moves without wisdom godly wisdom then you're also going to make a mess somewhere so i just encourage you yeah it's not it's not one versus the other. It's it's employing them both. It's walking them both and and asking for the Holy Spirit to guide you in as you walk that out. So good, Josh. Totally agree. And I think, you know, this is this is a massive year for our church. We have launched a huge vision. Um, and I think it's just no coincidence that God's led us to talk about wisdom. You know, church, sometimes it's really helpful for us to zoom out and look at the greater picture of what we're all a part of as the body of Christ. 
and um, and maybe you at the cave really felt like God's calling us. We, you responded. You put your name down. You're ready to go. There's dreams within your heart. Um, I, yeah, just so encourage you. Dig into this Proverbs. Let it change your character, change who you are. And you're going to be, you, you do it God's way. You're not going to be able to stop him moving. And it's going to be amazing. We're so excited for you and with you. We love you. Thank you so much, team. Come on. Great stuff, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your thoughts today. So, such good stuff. All right, fam. Thank you so much for joining today. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you, team.